Hey, Chris Manning here from the Locked on Cavs podcast. Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about the Cavs rotation and the Cavs starting lineup. That's all coming up today on Locked on Cavs, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked on sent you. Cavs need a three. Sexton works on Irving, trying to get loose. He'll fire. He knocks it down. Ground. Here goes Okoro to the bucket. And oh, my. Okoro throws it down. Ten seconds to go. Here comes Colin Sexton. Sexton chased by Hill. Off to Stevens. Oh, my. 45 ticks to go. That shot yes. is blocked by Nance. Get that big stuff out of here. Prince knocks down that hardened pass. Garland's there. Garland upstairs for no. Allen. Oh, look out. There you go. That's called team ball right there. I just hope I hope folks know uh, before I do see that I really wish I had a cam on. The, the Evan, the, I could, everyone could see Evan dancing. I was vibing uh, to the, the intro, man. Just feeling good, living yeah. life, enjoying the vibes, just, as one Chris yeah, Manning would say. It's look, vibes are vibes are an important part of our society in a lot a lot of reasons. But I'm Chris Manning. He's we in do a different world. So a world, <laughs> no a society. Get, get out of here! It's too early for this. Anyway, I'm Chris Manning. He's Evan Damerel. Um, he's the one who names our YouTube shows and names everything. I'm the dummy yesterday who accidentally didn't change my mic settings. So if you listened yesterday and you heard my bad audio because I only was recording through my AirPods, I really apologize. And today should sound much better because I actually checked my settings today. Folks, remember, take a breath, go slow, and uh, come back and talk. But Evan, well, how before, are you? As an aside... Think of it this Evan, way. Evan, when the man first... arguing with people on the internet about the Paul brothers. Well, you know what? We're not going to talk about that anymore. No, We free don't give, we don't give platforms to terrorists. We don't give platforms to shooters. We don't give platforms to them. So we're not, we're not Cavs HQ. But think of it this way. We've gone from a small, humble podcast where you called in with Haley O'Shaughnessy with a tin can to AirPod, AirPod Pros last night. Big flex, my guy. No, just air, not even, not even pros, just AirPods. Ooh, a humble flex. I respect that. And yeah, now you're using a Shure microphone, which is like one of the top quality microphones out there, folks. This is what you get. Top audio quality. So please, if you are watching us on YouTube, or if you're just listening to us in audio format, open up the YouTube app, hit subscribe, hit that notification bell. But all things considered, I'm great. I'm, I'm in a good mood, man. I roasted those who should not be named. I condemned Cleveland for embracing him, and I'm just enjoying life. How are, I, I'm going to play some Demon Souls probably after this and be real pissy after that, but I'm good, all things considered. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, I totally forgot what I was going to say, so we're just going to get into the show. You're doing good. I literally I had a point I was going to make. What is one just, thing you're looking forward to this week? Uh, I'm going to go watch a golf tournament with my father this weekend. That'll be a lot of fun. See, at a very, very nice golf club up in uh, called Everness, 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 up in mm. Northwest Ohio. Say so that's in the Toledo area, so it's a pretty good spot to go. I've heard. Yeah. Um, May run into my brother. Us. He might be doing the landscaping up there. Oh, funny enough. But Evan, let's just, talk about. Just look for a homeless version of me with long hair, piercings, and a mustache. Not actually homeless. He's just a college student who doesn't care about his appearance. 
Yeah, it sounds about a 20-something-year-old dude. Anyway, let's talk about the Cavs starting lineup and rotation. We're going to build this out a little bit today. Evan, I, I think Wait, is, I would just is say... Is Bar a sponsor? Dang it, they're not, because we could build it out with Bill Bar today. They're always a sponsor in my heart. They are. But my multiple hearts. I said hearts. Multiple. I have two, because I'm worth a billion dollars. Oh, here's what I was going to say. If you're listen, if you, The amount of people that listen to the podcast every day, okay... If every one of you, we got like a bunch of new subscribers yesterday, which is great. If you want to best support the show right now, and you're just an audio listener, if every single one of you that listens just goes and subscribes to us on YouTube, we can smash the our top goal that we want to eventually get to. The minimum we want to really get to as we build this out in an instant overnight with the snap, the snap of the Thanos of Thanos' two fingers, his big meaty fingers. Go do that right now. And uh, make several jokes in genocide about genocide in the what if episode. And uh, did you not watch that? No, good, good, good save. Real quick though, where you said make several jokes and genocide. I'm like, that's why I went wide-eyed for a yeah. second. Yeah, yeah, I've seen the what if. That was a, that was a kind of a mediocre one. And then the 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 uh, the Ant Man one with Hank Pym was really good. I really enjoyed that yes. one. Yeah, um, but to describe it. So I've been. Let's just do the starting lineup because. Uh, I think that is the easiest thing. Okay, I should say in theory it is the easiest thing for us to figure out, right? We would think that it's the easiest thing to figure out. I guess my here's 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 what would be my expectation would be. Oh, no. Colin Sexton. Uh, sorry, in order positionally, Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, Isaac Okoro, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen. The thing that I would wonder is if does. Do the Cavs do it like, let's say, for example, Charlotte did with Lamelo last year, where they bring him along a little bit slowly and he's not starting right away? Like they kind of get him his feet wet, let him acclimate. Is that a thing you could see the Cavs doing with Mobley and thus opening the door for for Lowry Markinen or you know Kevin Love? I guess like one of those two guys to be the starting for. Like I, I don't think that's impossible, and I could see from like a team that clearly wants to be competitive. And wants to not be a total washout this year. I could see them doing that just to kind of balance things and also bring Mobley along at a slower pace. What see, do you? I, I, I'm it's pondering too early this because it's, it's 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 an interesting hypothetical though because JB Bickerstaff is one of those coaches where he will make his younger players earn it. I think Isaac Okoro showed it during the preseason and played really well, but I also think the Cavs had just the necessity on the perimeter, especially in terms of defense. That's why Okoro kind of had the fast track to start last season. Um, Sexton even... Well, I mean, but do you, you you remember the whispers of, like, maybe Dylan Windler... And Dylan Windler's look good to start camp, like he might start. Like, it wasn't like they hand, they just went out and handed Isaac the job. Oh, no. The job. Isaac and, had and to I, earn it. And and that was even with, like, less competition than mm-hmm. what Mobley is... Like, there, there wasn't a $67 million small forward that the Cavs brought in in a sign-and-trade, a la what's going on with Mobley here. Yeah, that's that's what I was trying to get at, though. Is like, Isaac didn't really have a path that he had to go through a couple of hurdles to get to. Mobley might. JB really likes Kevin. They have a long-standing relationship going all the way back to their time together in Minnesota. That could be... A possibility. I don't see it though because there's a lot of reports out there, and Chris and you and I have heard as well that the Cavs are looking to limit Kevin's minutes. And with all the money they gave Lowry Markinen, I think maybe perhaps they start him at first. And in theory, the pairing of Markinen and Allen makes a lot of sense. 
Um, I think maybe long term you're looking, hoping that Markkinen and Mobley are your four and five if Mobley bulks out a little bit, or you know, I don't know. It, it, there's a lot of interesting tinkering you could the, do. The Cavs have a, well, the Cavs there. have a lot of steps to get to where like where like the. Like Mobley's Jared Allen is. Like I, I'll say I have a lot of stuff to get to where Jared Allen is an expendable asset for them. So I could I could see that's it all like in theory in like two years. Like it's uh-huh. not we're not anywhere close to any of these decisions. Oh no, not at all. But yeah, I could see it in to, like yeah, especially maybe they want to bring him along slowly and don't want to kill his confidence either because we talked about this on Monday's episode. The Cavs play a lot of good teams with quite a few good big men to start things out. Like, I know Jaron Jackson Jr. is injury prone, but he's going to be a threat. Steven Adams is with Memphis as well. Somebody Mopey's been working out with throughout the offseason because they have the same agency. And then they have to play face Clint Capella and John Collins. That's a tough test. Then they have to face Nikola Jokic. That's a tough test. Then they have to go face... Um, Marcus All, Dwight Howard, and Anthony Davis. That's a tough test. And then they have to go to Phoenix and play DeAndre Ayton, honestly, or they put him, or they have to put Mobley on Jay Crowder because he's the starting four, four for Phoenix. Like these are all tough asks. And maybe you bring Mobley along slowly in these scenarios. And yes, there is preseason options for him to play. And I guess they are playing some decent enough teams. Like they have to play Chicago in the preseason. And um, Nikola Vucevic is going to be a tough test for Mobley, I think, in preseason play. But maybe you don't want to kill his confidence either because I know people were a little tepid on his exposure in summer league, at least fan-wise. I wasn't, and I don't think you were either, and I think people are overreacting a little bit. But at the same time, maybe the Cavs want to bring him along slowly so they don't kill his confidence because they really do view him as the face of the franchise going forward and that key cornerstone that they build around. And you want to just you know not put the cart in front of the horse here. So, yeah. I think that'll be an interesting training camp battle, but like at the end of the day, Mobley's you could just pencil in as a starting four for the Cavs. Well, and we should say this from like day one versus day game one versus game eighty two. Like these could look yeah. very different. The roster could change. Oh like, yeah, like We're, we'll talk like, about I mean, it like, soon. Kevin Love could be told to go home, or he could be bought well, out, the, and that so changes like the, the thing of it. Yeah, rotation. so like let, let's say Kevin. Let's just say Kevin like is the the starting power forward for game one of the season, right? Let's just say like that is how they're rolling out the start of the year. Like uh, just like, my thoughts just and say, prayers honestly, with the social media well, team during that moment. Uh, <laughs> um. Let's just and he's like capped at like in the fifteen to twenty minute range. You could theoretically like you. I I don't know if I haven't like thought about this enough to really like to kind of outline how I fully think about it. But what is what is possible in that situation is you can talk yourself into saying like, hey, like Kevin like is going to provide needed spacing. It's a good way for him to get minutes. It's what Bla- it's the Blake Griffin like if you want to make the Blake if you want to make the Blake Griffin parallel again. Blake Griffin started 30 games for Detroit before he was ushered out. It's like you could do that and like bring Evan along slowly, make him kind of earn that starting spot at the 4 and figure it out. Like you there is stuff you could do in that sense I think to kind of figure that out. I so I would say like the starting lineup opening night i think the four spot is the like is there any other starting lineup spot you would say feels up to grabs for you aside from the power forward spot um no not necessarily unless there's you know knock on wood there is a serious injury i think darius garland you can pencil in as the starting point guard i mean maybe something funky happens and jp falls in love with ricky rubio because of the defense he plays but like sexton that would be that that would be absolutely 
insane. Oh, if, Joe, if Joe Verdon would carpet bomb that locker room with a hidden insider article if that happened. So, uh, no, Sexton's going to be penciling at the starting two. Maybe a Coro because of shooting concerns. You could get real weird with it and start marking him there. Like, I know he played a little bit of three for Chicago. I know you're shaking your head, but this is the Cavs. It's not, Anything it, can it, happen. But, okay, but it, it, that is not a J.B. Bickerstaff thing. It is, is. The thing. I don't believe like I don't believe that marking into the marking at the three is categorically different than Nance at the three. Oh, it, it just, is. It, it just is. Oh, it is. But if they let's say the Cavs do make a move to obtain a three that can provide some ter- tertiary playmaking, some three point shooting, and plays respectable defense, JB could probably consider plugging them in over Isaac as well. But I think that might be a confidence killer for Isaac, who seemed super confident heading into summer league. So I don't want to kindle any of that momentum. So I kind of think four of the five are for sure penciled in, and you kind of have to chalk up and see what's going to happen at the four. I think that's right. So let's, and I think this assumes no other significant moves or anything like that, but we got to pay some bills, and I think you're going to tell everyone about Sweatblock. Hey guys, there are so few things in life that are just not fun to talk about. One of them is excessive sweating. You know, when you're sweating through your shirts for no reason, it's embarrassing, right? Some of you may know that I personally have dealt with this being French and Italian, so naturally I'm hairy and a coward. When I speak in public or speak on the number one Cleveland Cavaliers podcast, I can't help but sweat through my shirt. Now listen, I know this isn't life and death, and there are much more worse problems in the world, but let's be honest. In the moment, it feels like a big deal. Nobody likes to pit out an important speech, interview, or a first date. I'd much rather not worry about it, and that's why I use Sweatblock Antiperspirant Wipes. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed. The next morning you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat guaranteed. I don't know if this will sound too good to be true, but I literally only have to use Sweatblock once or twice a week and it keeps me dry the whole time. No, seriously, I was at the gym today, ran a solid 6-7 miles on the treadmill. I was dripping in sweat everywhere but my armpits. So... It's pretty good. If, you know, I had the time and patience, I put it all over my body so I wouldn't sweat at all. But I also think that'd be a little concerning for everybody. But yeah, no more pitting out. No more picking my shirts based on what I'll wear. That'll hide sweat better so I can work great with confidence. If you or somebody you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. You can get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. Chris, why are you oh my godding my, my, my mileage today? Because you did that on a treadmill, and that sounds terrible. Listen, man. Running on a treadmill is a miserable. It's a miserable experience. Are we out of? Unless we have a treadmill sponsor. No, I have another ad to read, buddy. Okay, read the ad, and I'll tell you why. Yeah, indeed. No, we're not talking. We do have an ad. We're not talking about treadmill. We'll talk about this off the air. No one needs to hear this. So, when hiring gets hard, you need Indeed. The job side that makes hiring incredibly simple. With Indeed, you just attract, interview, and hire. In fact, with Indeed, you can do all of your hiring in one place, even interviewing. Do not just hope the perfect candidate will find you, because Indeed's hiring tools will help you cut through the noise to hire faster and smarter. In fact, Indeed Instant Match provides a list of quality candidates whose resumes are on Indeed the very moment you post a sponsored job. With Indeed assessments, choose from 135 skills tests to help make sure you're finding applications from people with the skills you need. According to TalentNest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all their job sites combined. So join the more than 3 million, with an M, worldwide businesses and use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Again, get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. 
Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through September 30th. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Evan, so let's go to the bench here. I think the obvious place to kind of start is with Ricky Rubio, because I think he is going to be the sixth man and the orchestrator of the second unit. Any pushback from me there? Um, I think marketing could be the sixth man if they start Mobley immediately. But yeah, I could see. Okay, well, can I, let, well, let me ask. Let me let me ask you this then. Here's here's why I have to say it's Rubio because I think Rubio and Garland. But like, if it's Rub, let's say it's Rubio marketing, kind of leading bench units in a lot of ways. Like those are like two of the key pieces of bench heavy units. Uh-huh. Rubio is the one that is going to have to bring the most out of marketing. It is not going to be marketing elevating those lineups and being the oh, glue that no. i just don't see a world like it is ricky rubio that if the, if those bench lineups are going to work and they're oh, going to be successful yeah. it's because ricky rubio is providing something that no one else on the team in those situations can provide oh absolutely you and i are in agreement on that one but let's take a step back here how many minutes per game do you think darius garland will play i think it's going to be about 32 33 wouldn't you i mean it's going to be that and you're gonna but you're gonna you're inevitably gonna have rubio garland and Rubio Sexton overlap. You just I I, I agree with that. It's gonna so, be Ru- I think Rubio Sexton is the one to watch more than Rubio Garland. I think. So would you say Rubio plays how many minutes per game? I'd say he plays if based on my not that smart math. You have Rubio playing fifteen to sixteen minutes as the point guard off the bench. Oh, he's he's gonna play more than that. But no, no, no. Just that. as the point guard, if you play him at the two alongside Garland, how many minutes would you give him there? I'd say like six, seven, eight, maybe, and he plays twenty to twenty-four minutes a night. I think he'll be closer to like the twenty-six he played last year. You think so? Uh, I guess you and I kind of disagree on that one. They have a massive need for Ricky Rubio. Oh, they do. They, they have, have a huge need for Ricky for what Rubio. He does. They That's need the a, problem. They have a need for tertiary playmaking as well to kind of complement Rubio too, so you don't have to like completely lean on him to be the adult yeah. on the floor like, at I, all times. I tend to think what's going to happen here is like he is going to be like a very key piece. And then like let's just say he gets traded at the deadline because like he's like, look, I want to go play for veterans in a winning, more winning situation. Like, oh dude, blah, blah, so blah, good, whatever. Like, on the Clippers or something. Ooh. Okay, but like let's just say that happens. Like I think there's a there's a big vacuum that he's going to leave in his wake because of just the roster construction. Like Rubio fills a very clear need, and I know people are like, oh, like did they overpay in a trade for him? I think they clearly identified a need, and like we're like Rubio can can fill that for us. So for me, I think he's going to play like somewhere between twenty six and thirty minutes. You're going to have two small guard lineups. You're going to have him playing with both guys. And I think he's going to be really important. And I think, you know, whether it's Mobley or Marketing, that's the, then the seventh guy kind of in your rotation there. Yeah, I think you and I are in agreement. 6-7 will probably be Rubio, Marketing. Or if it's Mobley, would you put him in that? If, let's say, you start Marketing or Love over Mobley at this point, would you pencil Mobley in at that spot instead, uh, instead of Marketing? Yeah, because I, I think, like... I think Mobley, regardless, is going to be like the seventh. Like if he's not starting, he's like the 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 first. Like he's the guy that's going to matter the most to the bench, just because he's the top pick and like. Yeah, you want like, to get him it, situated quickly. Yeah, and I and I think like if you pair him, like I think pairing him with Garland makes a ton of sense. But I think like pairing him or Marketing with Ruby, like one of Garland. This is the part of the reason I sort of think that like Ruby is going to play a lot is because I don't know how the Cavs' offense like functions as well as it sh- like. Not should, but like it's not. It can't be. If it's gonna be not awful again, but one of Garland Rubio almost has to be on the floor in my mind. Like they don't have anyone else that does what they do, 
and there's a real big weakness in the roster construction with like you need one of those two guys I think on the floor at all times. That, so that's like, why that's, that's why I was kind of smiling this. to myself when you were talking about how the Cavs went out and addressed the need to get a backup point guard because Darius has never really had that, and they addressed you know playmaking on this roster. The Cavs have addressed needs individually with these players. They've addressed playmaking with Rubio and shooting with Marketin. There's so many other things this Cavs roster still needs as well. And I told Chris, like, it's going to get bleak when we start talking about the bench unit. So after those two, let's just say long-term, mobile starting, we have Rubio, Marketin. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Would Kevin Love be the eighth man then? I think if he's on the team and you're going to commit to playing him before, like, let's, I think let's just say this. I think there's a chance at some point he may get sent home a la Al Horford. They may agree that like, him and the teammate in his camp may agree, like, hey, it's just let's go home, we'll figure this out, or he gets bought out, like whatever it is. We don't we don't exactly have a template to know if if he's if Kobe wants to go the more like Detroit route or if he wants to kind of go the same Presti route, and we'll we'll kind of see there. I think what I would expect is just if he's around and he's willing to play and maybe he's not playing back-to-backs, I think he plays like 15, 20 minutes tonight and he's the eighth guy on your bench. And you're he's like – he and then when he doesn't play, you just like – Dean Wade gets like maybe like a few less minutes that Kevin was getting, but he's like the, the sub-in for that if, if and when Kevin is not around. Yeah, that's – that's I was, I've been getting a lot of questions about Dean Wade whenever I share my thoughts on the rotation. Um, Dean Wade, I really do think, showed some stuff last season where you say, okay, maybe this, the Cavs need to give this guy a little bit more burn. But I think he's also going to be like a break class in case of emergency player too, where what if Kevin goes down, and let's be honest, marketing's injury prone too. So he's probably going to miss time at some point, knock on wood that he doesn't. Um, but like Chris said, if they risk love on the second games of a back-to-back as well, which I think be, is a very realistic possibility considering what took him out of Team USA with his calf injury, um, I think you see Dean Wade soak up those like 15, 20 minutes a night on off nights like that, which is a little inconsistent for him. But I don't think he's completely out of the team's plans, but I don't think he's like at the forefront of saying, you know what, we need to get Dean Wade minutes in this rotation. No, but if you wanted to argue that like he ends up playing more than Kevin throughout the year because he's dependable and like and is just like oh, busting yeah. his butt on defense, like I can I can get there. I can get. I, I think that that top eight is pretty kind of clear to me. Like I think that is pretty clearly like what that eight sort of is. Like in a post, no Larry Nance, obviously, you know, no Torian Prince. Like I I think that's a good place for us to stop with that part of the bench unit go into one more break and then we can talk about the the, the edge of this a little bit chris we got to put the uh locked on calves you know you've been driving the uh locked on calves uh cyber truck around a lot lately it it needs to get some work done on it man and sure i know it gets expensive we're a mindful podcast of our finances despite being so freaking wealthy with our podcasting so we use our friends at Rock Auto, which is one of today's sponsors. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Winder often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business, serving do-it-yourselfers and those like our very old friend Jeff Nabana for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low and are for every customer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. 
Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution for your auto parts needs. So, if you're interested, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your vehicle. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Check them out today at rockauto.com. All right, Evan, so let, I'm going to give you some names and I'll let you pick one you want to slot in here. Here, here are the names that I would I would say are in consideration for an actual, like, right, more regular rotation piece. Not guys that might play, like, due to injury or whatever, but the guys that sort man. of actually feel like... Yeah, so I'm saying 9 and 10. Here are the names that I think are sort of in contention there. As of right now. Uh-huh. Jetty Osmond, Damian Dotson, Dylan Windler, and Lamar Stevens. Those are the four to me. I'd go Jetty at 9 and Lamar at 10, but that could be fluid based on a night-to-night matchup because I think Jetty isn't bad if you minimize his role and say, okay, we need you to do X, Y, and Z, but mostly focus on X right now, which is just being a shooter. Well, and his, he, he needs he needs to, like, actually try. He yeah. was awful last year, and, like, he was not engaged in a very visible and uncomfortable way. That is why he got benched more of this. Like, people can say, like, he's bad. I think he was the least engaged basketball I've ever seen Jetty Osmond play in my entire life. Yeah, it was less than ideal suboptimal, as I sometimes would say. Um, but Lamar, Carter Rodriguez of the Chase Down made a really good point. If you... Like Lamar mentioned pre-Summer League that the Cavs want him to be a bit more of an initiator and play him more at the three than they did the four last season. In theory, if you have a bench unit that also features Larry Markinen, if you it kind of covers up some of the deficiencies and weaknesses that Lamar has on the perimeter and provides a little bit of spacing to allow Lamar to operate a bit and kind of be that slasher at the three spot. So... I think it's fluid, though, but I think I pick those two because I know folks might be get upset and say, like, oh, why not Dylan Windler? I worry that Windler just can't stay healthy on a night-to-night basis, and I like Dylan Windler as a player. I like he's a nice kid. Like, I think he's super nice. When I did a feature on him for Forbes when he first came to Cleveland, he and I chatted about what restaurants were the best for, like, a solid 20, 30 minutes after the call, and then he talked to me about what golf courses were the best, and I had absolutely no advice. I was just Googling them and telling him options in his area, but um, he just can't stay healthy, and it's just the unfortunate reality situation. I've said this before. If he's available, great. Maybe you can pencil him in as the 10th or 11th man, depending on how badly you need shooting, but... The Cavs can't use him as a slasher. They should use him more as a shooter and just kind of like condense his role as well so you don't have to, one, worry about him getting hurt again, possibly driving to the basket because he was terrified and we all held our breath when he went up for a dunk and kind of landed awkwardly early into his uh, technically rookie season. And yeah, that's just kind of where I'm at at this point. I think I'd go Osmond and Stevens, but that can flip-flop around and then Windler is like a fringe 11th man. I think if you're going to argue two guys that um, that would fill the most like need for the team in terms of the skill sets they need, it's Osmond and Windler. So I I want to say like I think they start out training camp as sort of like the incumbents, but I think it's going to be open. I think, I mean like JB like leaned on on Dotson a fair amount last year in a way that was. Sort of I, I know, but I guess I'll just enjoy my free Buka de Beppo from B- Bill D. Filippo, <laughs> unlike you, because I didn't you didn't shout out Lamar. Um. Bill is not going to give you free anything because you did the nah. Buka thing. But 
I tend to so like the Lamar. If Lamar shows any inclination of like shooting threes, like I'm in, like he makes winning plays that are just like he screens, he defends, like he runs the floor well. Like which is something the Cavs, like, Chris and I have learned, have to do track. They track if the players make winning plays, and that's a desirable feature whatever, for them what, to get minutes in there. Whatever that means, what, but whatever that means, sure you can say that. And it sounds cool, but um, <laughs> I tend to I tend to think that like Lamar works like if you go if it's like Rubio, like you need a shooter. You can't play him and Okoro together like at all. Is the problem no. you can't like, play? You, you just cannot can't. play Rubio, Okoro, and Stevens together, and Mobley. Yeah, and Allen. God, and, that's that'd be the. Yeah. It would have to Ooh. be like Markinen, Stevens, Rubio, Garland, or Sexton, and then like yeah, you gotta like Allen. Um, like I, you gotta figure that out. Yeah, yeah, you gotta small. figure that out. Maybe goes. Yeah, like if you want to, if that's. I mean, we. I mean, I guess like one of the things we don't know now is this. Like maybe this is a thing we'll revisit later. But like I don't know what the small ball like five option would be now. Like you don't really have one. Like Larry was that, and they didn't like love using it anyway. So no. we'll, we'll kind of see if they develop anything. That'll there. be maybe uh, just, maybe Lamar plays that Uncle Jeff role and uh, plays small ball yeah. five, and you see three guard lineups with Sexton, Garland, and Rubio. Like I, I, I think that's a very good possibility. Yeah. So just a note on Dotson because we haven't talked about him like at all this summer. We uh, have has six five played forty six games last year. Had his worst three-point shooting season by a wide margin, 28.9% at 3.5 attempts per game. Every other year of his career um, has been above 30%. In particular, his last two years in New York, 36% um, in 2018-19, and then 36% in 2019-20 year where he had some injuries and kind of struggled. I kind of think that, like, there's a world where – Dotson like looks better because he's not having to take like a bunch like I don't I haven't like gone back and like watched all the film and crunched every single number on this yet because like I've had other things I've been thinking about that are probably more pressing than this but like it's a good I tend to just think of I tend to think of Dotson's year last year as a lot of like he's playing back a point guard because they have like no healthy bodies and he's like not doing the kind of three-point shooting that he's that made him like a, a buy low kind of guy like he was a guy that would come off screens shoot it like shoot on the move more than like shooting like a pull up three out of a spread pick and roll like that is not really what dot does um also just want to shame you again real quick because how did you not see the dot and go dot and like immediately on that calf twitter graphic do you have any comment under the uh, no comment no comment. Bill Bill really sure. unlocked things for me because the anchor with Vanderbilt, the college that made me cry at 18, um, <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Wow, you tried to go to school at Vanderbilt. They didn't know that. But, Buddy, I tried um, to apply to Vanderbilt. They said no, and I cried like a baby when it happened. And now, and then he went to Akron. Um, I kind of think Dotson, like, if you, like, if Windler, like, if you get to a point where, like, you're just like, we need shooting. And, like, you can be, like, we're going to be small, but, like, maybe we can, like, figure this out. Like, I kind of wonder if you try it. Like, I don't ha- – and he's on a non-guaranteed deal. I, th- I don't know if his, he's hit his guarantee date yet. I, th- I would assume yes. Just – well, maybe it's, like, a December one. I don't really know, to be honest with you. I do not know um, either. I've not been really tracking that situation. But, like, closely. it's 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 also, like, it's $2 million. Like, it's not a lot of money. Oh, so, no. like, I tend to think that, like, I could, ta- I could see that being a thing. Because, like, if you – if Windler, especially if Windler just like doesn't show you anything in preseason or in training camp, and Jetty's like 
if if you get bad jetty vibes like behind the scenes in practice and stuff and in preseason i could 100 percent jb bicker staff like looking at damian dotson and being like we need a guy who can shoot and like historically can do it and we just need to not have him like take off the dribble threes like we'll play him with rubio we'll play him with one of these other guards defensively it's not really what i want but like i kind of need to try it and make it work here there's just like this roster is so like like the 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 fix here for a year is just like jetty osmond isn't bad for like after he was bad last year and they just figure it out for a year and then like continue to add other wings or like make some kind of trade it's just like right now it's like none of these options are like particularly appealing no it's it's really not and I mean, the Cavs could get creative with it and guarantee some of the de- deals of Fiondu, Kevin Gailey, or Dean but Wade, like, I wouldn't or some put, of the others. But I wouldn't... I, I, I wouldn't... Wade is like... Kevin Gailey is just like, okay, like, do they have injuries? Do we need center minutes heat up? That That's what you use him for. Wade is like... Has a clear NBA use. I don't think Cobb Gailey is more than like eating minutes, unfortunately. No, I know that, but maybe use Dean Wade to grease the wheels a little bit. You actually bring in a wing upgrade, but I don't. I like. I'm looking at like. I just don't. I just. I just don't know like where. I just guess I might keep thinking about this, and I've like looked at like the numbers you would have to get to, and like I don't know why teams are trade. Like it's it's just yeah. There's garbage pieces from the Cavs and give up a rotation wing. If, if if there's like a Torian Prince like kind of wing out there that you could go get, like that's kind of the template. There's and there's probably not. There just realistically isn't. Um, is there anyone like on the fringe here that we haven't talked about that you kind of feel like we deserves a mention here as we kind of wrap this up? Is there anyone that we didn't hit that you're like, okay, this guy maybe should we should at least think about this because there are 14 Cavaliers and they haven't opened a roster spot, I believe, at the moment. Well, we already talked about Calvin Gailey in passing. He will soak up injury backup big minutes just if you need somebody a body out there to play the five uh oh speaking of old friend jeff nomina both literally and figuratively let's broderick thomas are you in or are you out on him finally because i'm all the way out like i'm I, not all, I, I, I was summer out for league a little is so bit goofy. but summer league was goofy but yeah he really cratered his value in summer league yeah um i I think you could get to one where you try it if like nothing else works, but I'm not like rushing to do that. I would put everyone like I would put every other wing we've talked about above him in the pecking order. He'll be playing in Cleveland, but it'll be at the Wolstein Center. That's where I'm at with him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just I'm trying to think if there's like any other like scenario that like makes sense here or like what you would do. Like I'm gonna say no I, I think we've kinda hit everyone. I think we're kind of at our at our limit of figuring this out. Like the so like the rotation, let's say the starting five is let's just say assuming Mobley starts, it is Garland, Sexton, Okoro, Mobley, Allen, Kevin Love, uh, Lowry Markinen, uh, Ricky, Ricky Rubio, Jetty Osmond, and Dylan Windler coming off the bench, and then mm. like Dotson and Stevens are there on the edge, and then you could flip flop Mobley with, with Lowry or, or Kevin Love to start the year if that's the I'd way flip flop Dylan and Lamar just because I like okay. what Lamar plays because Lamar plays his butt off. He just can't I think, shoot. I I think Lamar is a better player. I just like wonder if they're like we really need shooting. Like shooting is just the biggest glaring need on this roster and like Chris Windler, I'm going to be I'm going to be I'm going to be Chris Manning right now to you. Remember for a solid month when people were pointing out the JB that Colin and Darius weren't taking hardly any threes and the team was hardly taking any threes, and JB said, yeah, we'll work on it. I don't think the Cavs care that much about shooting. I think they're okay with bludgeoning teams to death as well. Well, good luck having a bottom five offense once again, Cleveland Cavaliers, if that's going to be your plan. We'll see what that looks like. But that's going to be it for Lockdown Cavs. I'm Chris Manning. 
Yeah, I'm Chris Manning. He's Evan Damro. We'll be sure, back uh, with uh, Evan. I think we're going to do a live YouTube AMA on Wednesday. We are. So uh, TBD time. We'll announce that Tuesday, perhaps, and we'll talk to you all we'll then. We'll announce it a half hour before it goes live, so none of us well, are po- prepared, including me. Uh, let's just let let's just say Joking. tentatively seven, eight o'clock, a little after dinner. Come in, hang out, ask us questions. And uh, we'll talk to you then. And hopefully we're going to hopefully get a guest book here for the Lowry Market and Scouting Report mm-hmm. later in the week. It's been Locked on Cavs. Talk to you all tomorrow. Talk to you all tomorrow. Also, when you come in to join the live show, let us know who your favorite Spice Girl is. Talk to you then. You're dead.